Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Susie Tomasi. She is the founder and owner of Susie Q Jewels, based right here in Toronto. How are you doing today, Susie? Wonderful. How are you, Brad? I'm doing very well, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here and be a guest on the podcast and share a bit about your story and journey with us here today. And thank you for being a part of the Empowerography community. I appreciate you taking the time. I'm so delighted to be part of your empowerment. Um, It's very... (laughs) Of rare to see a male figure that really empowers women, which is really, I love that about you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So Susie, you're a serial entrepreneur. You're an award-winning mentor in finance, a leader in entrepreneurship advocacy. As I mentioned, you're the founder of and owner of Susie Q Jewels, Frugal Divas, a couple of magazines. You're an event producer. You are one busy lady. Where do you find the time to fit all this stuff in and have a life? <laughs> I know. Um, everyone asks me that. I'm, <laughs> I'm based like I'm a superwoman, you would say. I think most women are. Yes. We have multiple hats, right? So we, we juggle it through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now, did you get your start in finance? Tell us a bit about this award-winning mentor in finance part of your life. What's that all about? <laughs> It's so funny, Brad. Um, I started as a laboratory technologist and I worked okay. in a lab for five years. Okay. And then they were doing um, the SARS. And right. my mom kept on telling me, you have to get out of the, of the science industry. You got to get out of that. So I started applying at, um, at fin- financial institutions uh-huh. and I got a job there and I stayed there for 25 years. So wow. I did my career through Ryerson. Yep. And um, my real goal was to help women save money, be okay. frugal, because I was a single mom. I knew what that meant. Right. And try to have goals to have a house of your own and, and stop paying rent. Right. Right. So it was really a matter of that mentor that I wanted to help other women with entrepreneurship and knowing how to build their finances. Okay. All right. So when and where did your love for fashion come from and and begin? As a little kid, I would say, um, I used to um, use my, my family wasn't a very wealthy family. So I used to have my Barbie dolls and I wanted to um, make dresses for them. So I would use beddings and curtains. But in, when I was in finance, um, a lot of people would come, like coworkers would come and see what I was wearing because I dealt with lots of clients. And right. um, then it juggled to me 
that I also had this um, passion for fashion mm -hmm. and I was very unique and knew how to mix and match for my closet. Right. And I also had a bad thing. I had, I had a stress habit too, okay. because in your, when you're in finance, it's really stressful on, on, on that career right. choice. So I would go shopping afterwards. I had a stressful day and I would have things in my closet and I said, okay, there has to be so many other women that do the same. <laughs> so that's that's how I started with the fashion. First, I started with jewelry. I designed um, broken jewelry. Yeah. And that's where Susie Q jewels uh, came into play. I was going to ask my dad that. used that to call my me... next question. Yeah. So my dad used to call me Susie Q. And then I did the jewelry part and it went fabulous. Everyone was buying my jewelry right. at work and, and trade shows and so on. But then everyone was doing jewelry. So I had to come back to the drawing board again. Right. And um, find a way that I can be different. And I knew I wanted to do something that I can give back and change something or, or do something with value with my work. And that's where we came up with Suzy Q Jewels, which we, we empower women with fashion. All right. And we give back to the, the women's shelters at the same time. Awesome. So can you tell us a bit more about Suzy Q Jewels and what the services are you provide? Yes, I would love to. Um, so Susie Q Jewels um, is, uh, I have a fashion clothing line that generates 20% to the women's shelters that we have affiliated with us. That's amazing. So we have eight shelters throughout different regions. Okay. We also do fashion shows at charity events and fundraising events. So if um, they wanted to use my my uh, fashion shows for them to raise money we would go in with our models and raise money for the the cause of our women shelters that we have and then on top of that I'm a fashion stylist so um a lot of photo shoots I provide the clothing from our fashion line right and then I can style the models or they can rent even gowns now because that was our newest thing this year is to rent gowns okay. because of our you know, economy right now is yeah. feasible for everyone to buy gowns for right. costly uh, prices. Yeah. And therefore that would help the models at the same time and, and looking fabulous for their photo shoots. And they didn't have to spend a big quantity of money and right. save at the same time. Yeah. Very cool. So we have that. We also have the personal shopping part um, that okay. I take clients to build their wardrobe and right. dress for their body types because yeah. my, my empowerment figure of my my company is to deal with everyone of all sizes and all body shapes. Right. So, yeah. Okay. I forgot to mention, we also do Glam It Up uh, parties in okay. which we bring a team, yep. which is my clothing line and a makeup artist and a photographer. And we dress you up for the day. A lot of girls like to do that as a, a girls' night out, and yeah. then we get photographers to take pictures of them. So Very it's a great win-win. Cool. That is for sure. Now, how long has Suzy Q Jewels been in business? It's been now. It's been 14 years now. Wow. We're still going strong. Yeah. That's amazing. Congratulations. Yes. And the reason I kept Suzy Q Jewels as the name is because when I started the jewelry line, but then at the end of the day, I was doing our magazine empowered in heels yeah i started to write my history of what i do and and then it just puzzled in together to say mm. that okay Susie q and the jewels part are the people that i i get to 
engage with and touch lives. And a lot of them I've changed lives with because they've either been in trauma through abuse or our models are not just model figures. Some of them also have had past trauma in which we kind of mold them to love themselves and gain that confidence and, and empower themselves with fashion. Awesome. So you're, you're a big proponent of volunteer and, and giving back and, and helping out in the community. Where does that love for volunteer and giving back to the community come from? Well, actually, it was when I was looking back at my um, our, our starting point of the fashion, I kind of had a moment with God. And I told him, please, God, give me something that I want to do and I'm really passionate about. And he gave me a flashback as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, my father was an amazing man, but when he drank, he was a different person, right. person for sure. And he was an alcoholic and he would get abusive. So therefore, that's when he, I saw things that and then a, a little kid wouldn't see. Right. And then that was my flashing point of me, my sister and my mom going to a shelter and just starting there and not knowing. It was like our peaceful place to be. Right. Out of our homes. So okay. that's where the community involvement for the shelters ah, came okay. in place. I love it. I think that's incredible that you, through your businesses, give back to the community and help others and how you're tied in with the women's shelters. I think that's absolutely amazing. I think it's more rewarding if you do something like that for your business and for, for sure. yourself. Yeah. And if you can make a difference in someone's life, it, it, it doesn't take two seconds to do something Absolutely. Good. So you're a clothing designer then too, right? Because you have your fashion line, you have your clothing line, correct? Yes. I have some designs I do design by me, okay. by Suzy Q Jewels. So you'll see design by Suzy Q Jewels. I do help a lot of new designers that are out there so that they can use my platform so mm-hmm. that they can jumpstart their they're designing okay. pieces. So that's where we have the other clothing brands with us affiliated. Right. So Did it's you... like a mentorship with oh, them. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you study fashion design? I I did kind of online, but I didn't really get too intense. My my parents were not a big advocate of a designer. <laughs> um, they always wanted me to do something, you know, professional and have or, a title. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they knew that. Yeah, they always said, you know, designing is not going to bring you money, but it was always my passion. And I love it today, honestly. Yeah. I wouldn't go back. Yeah. What is it about fashion that inspires and excites you so much? It's the creativity and designing something different to the person that you're working with. So if you have a vision and you bring it to life, it's just that impact and statement and it's that joy that brings me with my passion to to do it right Mm -hmm. now you're also the founder of frugal divas can you talk to or tell us a bit about what that company is all about and what your mission is with them yes frugal divas was actually um originated before the the suzy q jewels line okay Okay. so it was um more of um the finance part of it in which we had a group that we got together every week or so and we would come back with frugal ideas to save on businesses or home decor anything that we can save money as a single mom that was crucial for us to 
subscribe. So if it was some coupons or some sales that were going on or um, ways to, to get photocopies less from the, the normal range yeah. of staples, then they would suggest, we would just get together and brainstorm on ideas and share them. Okay. Now you also founded and run a couple of magazines as well. What are the names of the magazines and what's the focus and theme to each one of these magazines? So Empowered and Heels was the first magazine I did. And that okay. was, and it's still on. Yeah. It's one of our magazines that we donate to the shelters that we deal with. And it's just to inspire a, a woman um, as a tunnel of light of real stories of other women that have gone through trauma either abused, grief, or losing it all and gaining that power back and having it all back. Okay. So it, it was a really inspiring magazine and it has amazing women in there that have shared their true stories. And actually my story's in there and that's when I put the two and two together as to what I'm doing today and how it all connected because it didn't connect until when I did that magazine. Right. The and other magazine is... And the reason I started the other one is because a lot of men would come to me. Well, I want to be part of your brand. Like, how am I going to get involved? Right. I want to get involved. And I I do have men involved by photography and um, collaborators, uh, you know, with other things, but they didn't get into the magazine part. So biz and fashion was generated uh, two years ago Uh and that's where we got the men in. So we have men's styles. It's all about business, entrepreneurship, uh, digital um, apps, really good crucial tips as an entrepreneur because you have so many hats as an entrepreneur to, yeah, to tackle to tackle and survive in these days, right? So, For sure. And then we intertwine it with the fashion, which is the fun part. So we deal with a lot of models, photographers, uh-huh. columnists. So so many great um, advertisers. We have a lot in there. So, and it's actually grown to 10 K subscribers. Oh, awesome. Congratulations. It keeps on growing. Yes. That's amazing. So what made you get into the world of starting not one, but two magazines? Why did you decide to start magazines? Actually it came at a good time uh, because of COVID. It started in January and then COVID hit in March. So it was kind of a calling to say, you know, okay, something's coming up. That's why you always have to go with your gut yeah. and, and go for it. Because if I didn't go for it at that time, I would probably be stuck like two years, not knowing what to do. Right. Mm. So I had so many um, beautiful photography done from my fashion shows and from the clothing and so on. So, so it just made sense to get it all together, admire the photographers and models and the, the makeup artists, because they're a crucial key to my team right and get it into a magazine and also help entrepreneurs with great topics of what normal entrepreneurs go through so it was a really great tool for me to survive the two years that we're going into with the COVID pandemic right now are they both digital or are they print as well as digital uh they're both they're both uh print they're paid print like the empowered in heels we supply that to the shelters so we actually donate those um to the shelters that right. we go to and the business fashion is paid print okay. so everyone would pay their own print and yeah. a, a, there's a digi- digital component to it that they get a free preview and it's a download of ten dollars to get the digital okay. part to it and it goes strictly to the 
the the shelters so and that way we still give back to the shelters yeah that's amazing now in addition to all of these things you're also an event producer can you tell us a bit about that and what you do your job as an event producer yes so what we do is we organize events at different locations so we were part of the diversity fashion show for the city hall um so therefore we would um have different uh, designers and one of my collections were showcased there. So we would organize the models, the makeup artists, the photographers, everything that is dealt with the fashion show aspect to it. And then uh, a lot of other charity events would be like Woodbridge Cruisers, in which is an annual event that we would do a fashion show there just to bring the light of our fashion show is not just a normal fashion show. It actually Uh, shows the cycle of abuse so we start off with um, the black of abuse the trauma and then we go into the red which is the cycle that evolves with abuse and then we go into the color components which it diverses to so many other components as to, to how it affects the children and how it affects our lives and how it just follows us as a a point that we need to find a breaking point and find ourselves to stop that pattern and then at the end we show the tunnel of light so you'll see a lot of um white dresses um Mm -hmm. i actually designed a dress with lights so it's really impactful fashion show and it's been doing really well but with covid we've been on halts and all that (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah makes it very difficult i'm sure you're just Mm -hmm. itching to get back out there and put on the shows again yeah and that's why it's really crucial as an entrepreneur to have different different jump starts of your business so not to only focus in one area because you never know what life brings you yes very true you have somewhere you can fall on that is amazing so because i couldn't continue with the fashion shows i had the magazine to keep me going through and flowing through and because my my clothing line has a lot of um, gowns, Tiff, and all the big galas were uh, canceled, so no one was buying gowns. I had to incorporate loungewear and and be diverse in adding in things that will cause you traffic. Yeah. One of my advices as an entrepreneur. For sure. Well, that's very sound advice. One hundred percent. Don't put all your eggs in one basket, right? Mm-hmm. It's very important to do that. Yeah. Now, it would seem that your businesses are very women's empowerment focused, helping, wanting to elevate and amplify women. Why is this movement or initiative so personally important to you and such a heavy focus of your businesses? Actually, it's such a crucial thing for me because I was in the financial industry. And at that time, well, even in the science, um, when I studied science at Seneca, there was only six girls in our class. Right. And this is the biochemical technology area. And it was like such an impactful thing. Like I'm here, like, where are all the other women? Why are they not applying for biology and chemistry and being wanted to be scientists and all that? So that was my opening part. And then when I got into the finances, I noticed that, I'm sorry to say, I know you're a male, but um, women would do so much at work and they would stay longer. And then the males would leave right at four o'clock. Right. So, you know, they did their work and then they were paid more. So it, it really was something that really opened and jarred me as yeah. to how I can make a difference and 
and promote like women loving themselves and giving them their role because a lot of them intimidated to go to the boss and ask for a raise or intimidated to say oh I have to leave now I have to go pick up my kids um so that was a really impactful moment for me to empower other women and bring their voices to their voice because they deserve it and and then what can the boss say no yeah (laughs) very true just just leave right very true very true Yeah, so often women get defined by their roles as a mother or as a wife or as their job. And that needs to change. It's ridiculous that women get defined like that in that way. And unfair treatment or not the same treatment as their male counterparts that are doing the same thing. It's so true. Yeah, I I, I witnessed it. I was there. Yeah. And I I said, no, I'm going to make a difference. And every time I do some type of... um show or podcast or anything that I'm there, I always bring it up because it needs to be brought up so it can change. For sure. Absolutely. The more we talk about it, the more it gets out there and the more opportunities there are to change it and shift the thinking. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on the landscape of entrepreneurship and women run businesses? Are you seeing a shift in terms of more women making the jump to entrepreneurship? And if so, why do you think that is? Yes, of course. When I um, made... When I started, I started as a part-time. I was on mat leave. And at that time, there was no funding. Um, They would look at you funny if you went to the bank to see if you can apply for, you know, some some kind of educational component to it. Right. Today, there's so much there for women entrepreneurs. So if you are a woman listening today and you really want to take that jump, go for it because there's a lot of opportunities there. And you're not stuck uh, at a nine to five which you can actually control more of your lives. You can always start part-time. I'm not saying don't leave it full if you need, if you need that income. Yeah. But think through ways that you can start something small and then grow upon that. Because right now it's, it's, it's phenomenal for women. Absolutely. And even for men right now, for entrepreneurs. Yep. Very true. Susie, what do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? I think my confidence, I am shy, mind you. <laughs> I do have a little bit of timidness in me because my parents are European and they always said, oh, you have to be careful what you say. You got to be prim and proper. And But I've gotten through that and I truly think you have to say what you want to say. And you have to say it in a nice way. You don't have to be vulgar with it or, you know, you, you, know, you have to be professional and educated about that. For and sure. get away from that timidness and, and that, protocol that we're women we need to be prim and proper yeah and yes right but you can do it in a tactful way yes. that if you want to get something done or you see something upon you that will be successful you have to take that step for sure speaking of success how do you define the word success what does that word mean to you success for me is to be passionate and love what you do at first i it was because everyone looks for the money. Yes. When you're an entrepreneur, you want to make, you know, a million dollars is your goal. And, but you know what, because I worked in the finance with the money there, and I was always so stressed that actually I lost a lot of my years because of that stress. I wouldn't want to go back. I think for me, love your life and be able to enjoy it and do it with a passionate heart. Get that reward of doing something different and giving back. Yeah. That is success for me. 
to date, what would you say is your biggest high or your greatest win? My biggest high would be is when I received the award for the leader of empowerment for uh, the fashionista, empowering other women in confidence. I think that is my reward that I would say that getting people to say, wow, she made a difference in my life. Yeah. Having that kind of impact is, is incredible for sure. It is. And I want my brand. I don't want to be just a brand. I want to leave a legacy. So let's say one day today, hopefully never happens. But if I do leave, at least you can remember, wow, she was such an empowering, powerful woman figure that I can do it. So why cannot, why can I not do it? Right. Yeah. What would you say is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? Never stop. So if you have a dream, don't stop dreaming and and focus on your goal. Because there was, as I mentioned, my parents, um, <laughs> they didn't like the designing part. Yeah. If I would have stopped, I wouldn't followed my dreams. I wouldn't be doing what I was doing today. Okay. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after learning it? Dealing with stress, um, I was really stressful with work. As I mentioned, I, I kind of went shopping to deal with stress. And um, today, I would say I, I take that breath and I, I look at it and master as to looking at it as a positive. So I don't drown upon it like I used to and mm-hmm. fender in it. I find a solution and find a way to conquer it. Awesome. What makes you feel inspired or like your best self? By breathing and looking at myself and saying, I can do it. I can do this. I can, I got this. What is one of your favorite quotes? Just do it from Nike. (laughs) Just do it. Just Just do it. it. (laughs) And I tell my kids, just do it. Go for it. Yeah. That's awesome. I think that instilling these values like that, um, in our kids from a young age is, is integral. It's so important because you want your kids growing up that and feeling and knowing that they can do anything they want in life and they can accomplish it. They just have to put in the work, put their head down and get it done. That's right. I have a great example. One actually, um, I guess you see me with my <laughs> entrepreneurship yeah. that he graduated as a personal trainer and he's actually opened his own little gym at home and he has like clients that he works with. So he has that mental state, I guess, from what you just mentioned, Yeah, you're setting that example for them and they find ways to accomplish their dreams. And he loves it. He doesn't want to work for anyone else because he wants to work for himself. That's Mm -hmm. so inspiring. That's great. What does the word empowerment mean to you? Loving yourself. Honestly, if you don't love yourself, you cannot love anyone else. So that's your empowerment piece. Empower yourself. What would you say is one of your biggest failures or life lessons? And what did you learn from it? I'm such a trusting person. (laughs) I trust everyone. And there was a time in my life that someone approached me to do a business, uh, joint business venture. And sometimes I'm very naive because, you know, I'm good hearted. And when I do things I do it with my heart without yeah. bad intentions so I learned that was my real pivoting learning point and I'm stronger 
I lost everything that she wanted to take over business boutique together and it was doing well. I won't open a boutique ever again because of the overhead cost cost. She didn't want to continue with what we wanted to do with the, the vision of helping the women shelters and she wanted to change all around. So those are things that I did mention at the beginning that this is what my goals are. This is, we did write everything down in our, our um, contract, Uh our partnership and everything. But my biggest lesson was because I was so busy on the merchandise and the designing part and getting the brand going in the boutique, I forgot to sign the lease and she, I trusted her to sign the lease and she signed it under her personal name. Uh-oh. And we were paying under the Susie Q Jewels brand. Okay. So that was my biggest learning point. And she shut me out of there and oh, she had the right yeah. to. Wow. So this is a learning part for everyone. And always sign your name on that lease. Yeah. Do not trust <laughs> because <laughs> I, I learned the hard way. So yeah. I started with zero. And then if I look at myself today, I can give myself a pat in the back and say, wow, I've done so much more than to get stuck on a boutique. So yeah, you learn from your mistakes. That's right. That's right. As long as you keep getting up when you fall, then it's mm-hmm. okay. You just got to keep trying, keep, keep going. Yeah. It was one of my falling parts. It took me at least a year to start and say, okay, you know what? I need some time. What am I going to do with my life? I left my full-time job with the, my finance. And um, and then I was thinking a boutique was going to be everything. We were going to do workshops. We were going to do everything. And then from there, zero. So it was wow. a crashing point in my life. But it all ended up well, thank God. There you go. Okay, we're going to do a little rapid fire section here. So the next bunch of questions will just be one, two, three word answer type thing. Okay. Okay. If you were writing your autobiography, what would the title be? My Jewelry Box. (laughs) I love it. What's the first thing you think when I say the word future? Kids, our children, how we can mentor them and and shape them to be better people in loving life. Brilliant. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? Health. We only get one shot in life and health is crucial. Even with this pandemic, we had so many people with money and they still got COVID. So yeah. this is a good life lessening lesson tool. We can have all the riches in the world, but at the end of the day, no one can t- give you that health or that extra love that you really need as a family or care, right? Yeah. If you had a theme song that played every time you walked in a room, what song would it be? That girl, um, this girl's on fire. Alicia Entre- Keys. Yeah. Entrepreneur life is? Loving your life. Honestly, getting up with a purpose and saying, wow, I love my life. If I had an extra hour a day, I would? I would probably take a bath every day. <laughs> <laughs> like a long bath to stay in there. Yeah. Mom life is? Very chaotic. You have multiple hats, like you're a teacher, you're a trainer, you're an entrepreneur, you're every, you're a doctor, you're everything. So just take it as best as you can. We're not perfect and every child is different. So just go with the flow. 
the last book or podcast I listened to or read was? Empower yourself. My favorite way to unwind is? Listening to music and having a glass of wine. There you go. If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? That we become more empathetic to others. Um, we don't, we, we're so judgmental, especially as women. Sometimes we're more judgmental than men. Men, you know, just see things and they let things go, right? Yeah. Women are really heart-centered, right? And sometimes we're so judgmental or we criticize or we come because she doesn't have the latest designer bag. She is no one. And that that's not right. Um, I think she's actually smart because she doesn't have the designer bag. She'd rather put that money somewhere else. Um, <laughs> I think that is key to be more empathetic and you don't know everyone has a story and you don't know their story. Right. So Very if true. you can bring a smile or, or smile at someone and change your life that moment, that is more impactful. All right. That ends the um, rapid fire section. What is the most recent investment you've made in yourself, Susie? I would say it was, time for me so now i have uh taken some courses to develop more of my inner core and um finding ways that i don't get so sentimental in hearing um stories from other because i deal with a lot of shelters and a lot of trauma from women right and that sometimes builds on you and yeah if you really care of what you do it, it can take a ton on you so putting some side for me and learning how to cope and how to set those boundaries. Okay. What do you feel most grateful for in your life? I would say everything. My kids are amazing. I w- I'm so grateful for them. And just to live the life I do today and making a difference in someone's life. What is your personal motto? Never stop. So when you think you can't, you can Beautiful. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? To truly live your life and love yourself. We're so critical as young women itself yeah. that we're not we're not beautiful or we're we, we we're so tough on ourselves. I would if I could go back in time and say Susie, you're wonderful. You you could do anything you want to and you have it all. That would be me. And lastly, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? It would say, women can do anything. So if you put your mind to anything you want to do in life, you can accomplish it. Just focus and continue onwards. If someone shuts a door try another technique and try again. You never know that knock on that door or that call that you make changes your life in instance. Susie, or thank someone you. else's life. Yeah, for okay. sure. Thank you so much, Susie, for taking the time to be here today and share your story and your journey with us. You are a true inspiration. All the hats you wear, you are just incredible. Absolutely incredible and so inspiring. I I appreciate everything that you're doing and I appreciate you taking the time and now being part of the Empowerography community. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for doing what you do, Brad. It's honestly an honor to, to just come across such an empowering manpower 
uh, figure empowering other women with what you do. So I've, I'm truly honored. Thank you very much. I appreciate Thank that. You. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Susie Tomasi. She is the owner and founder of Susie Q Jewels, based right here in Toronto. Thanks again, Susie. I hope you have an, an amazing rest of the day. Have a blessed day. And yeah, looking forward to doing more with you. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca. Follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.